Blog Talk Radio. Informed decisions will lead us to victory. 
in our struggle for liberation, empowerment, and advancement as African people here. Listen, you know my motto. Before I go any further, I have to state my motto. African communalism. Together, there is nothing we can't accomplish. Solidarity ensures our survival. And individualism only spells out certain death, doom, and destruction for us as an African people. Um, Coming to you today, man, we got a, a pretty good show. Just wanted to discuss some things. Wanted to talk about the revolution. And what does the African here in America expect from a revolution? And why I thought this was important to discuss or to begin to talk about was a lot of the misconceptions and misnomers about revolution. You know, a lot of times in this age of, um, in this day of social media and sensationalism, we talk about, when we talk about revolution or when we hear revolution referred to, the first thing that pops, pops into our mind you know, brothers with berets and bandoleras, those things that hold shotgun shells strapped across their chest, machine gun fire running in the street, uh, pumping the black fist. And none of the practical, uh, applicable ideologies that go along with revolution, nor none of the real work that it takes to be, um, to see revolutionary transformation, to begin to see the soil revolution, to create an environment, not just an environment, but to seize the time, as I think I believe it was Bobby Seals who said, seizing the time to fertilize revolution. So what do we expect from revolution? I think that we had to go back there, not just what do we expect from revolution, but what is the revolutionary? What is the revolutionary? If we allow for some of these so-called pseudo-revolutionaries, some of these pseudo-black nationalists, some of these angry black men and black women to defy black nationalist revolution or the revolution of the African in America, hell, it would scare me. And I am a revolutionary. Or at the, at the very least, it would, be, it would be laughable. You know, some of the things and some of the statements we read and some of the things we hear on social media and YouTube are just ridiculous. I mean, they go from completely, you know, in impractical to outright outlandish, just far left or far right. Just, I mean, totally nothing of substance, nor anything that we can really sink our teeth into and get behind. So let's start begin to find by let's define what the revolutionary is, according to, and we may have. You know, different variations. Um, This is why, you know, this is the People's Voice, People, Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, Blog Talk Radio, Independence Talk Radio is your opportunity to share with us your comments, critiques, and criticisms to begin to build with us. So I'm sure that, you know, at various times, the uh, concept of what a revolutionary is may vary. But what what we at the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination push as a revolutionary in our seven principles, seven political principles, is principle number one, humanitarianism. The revolutionary is a humanitarianist. The revolutionary believes that the goal of the revolution, that the fight for uh, struggle for liberation and Real freedom lies in the highest aspiration of man, and the highest aspiration we have for mankind 
when I say mankind, I'm not being gender specific. I'm not just talking about man and gender. I'm talking overall. So I say for people, humans, is that they be able to reach their fullest potential, unencumbered and unhindered, that there be no obstacles intentionally placed in their way, preventing them from reaching their fullest potential. And this is what the fight of the revolutionary, in our opinion, here the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination is all about. It is to fight the obstacles, the oppressor, the explorer, who has systematically and intentionally placed obstacles in our way to prevent us from reaching our highest human potential. It is not about the annihilation of any other ethnicity. It is not about the hatred of any other ethnicity or the, um, let me say, the unsolicited feature. Now, I can't be mad if some people get mad at these white folks, get mad at these crackers. I mean, historically, they've proven to be enemies to us. At the very least, the system that they built up called America has proven to uh, not agree with the black man and the black woman and has went out of its way to hinder us from evolving naturally. So I can't tell, you know, that I, I would never tell my people not to be angry at that. But we don't promote an unjustified violence or an unsolicited or undue hatred for any ethnic group. We know that revolutions can't be motivated and inspired by hatred. That hatred is an emotion that comes and goes. That it is not enough to sustain what we as revolutionaries would face to bring about a real applicable change to the um, to the African in America. So it's not about so the revolutionary is not about hating any other ethnic group, but the revolutionary is motivated by love. And I know that you've heard this. What we love our people. The revolutionary loves, especially the African revolutionary, loves the African people in America. And when you love your people and have a sincere love of your people, then you will do what is necessary to help your people to advance. Some of us have done more for for individuals we love than the race that we belong to and, and quick to holler out that we love African people. Impossible. And the revolutionary is not just a humanitarian, not just one wanting to see the human being be able to live up to their highest, fullest human potential without the intentional, willful hindrance and obstruction, but the revolutionary also is anti-oppression, anti-exploitation. The oppressor of the revolutionary is not an oppressor. Why is it necessary for it? I know for a lot of my revolutionaries on the line, they're like, Chairman Yanker, come on, man, this is elementary. But why is it necessary for us to revisit these things? I don't want us, those of us that are on the line that are a little more seasoned, to get so advanced and so far ahead that we allow the sensationalist and the pseudo-revolutionaries full of freaking rhetoric that doesn't mean anything to go out there to begin to mislead the people. And what happens? They mislead the masses. And some of these people are sincere 
well-meaning, loving of African people who want to participate in the advancement and the freedom of African people, and they bump into these clowns. They bump into these buffoons and become disillusioned, and not just with the individual that led them astray or the individual that sold them a dream, but they become disillusioned and disheartened, disheartened by the revolution itself. The whole movement becomes a farce to them. And we as revolutionaries must be careful to guard that. We have to treat our revolution as sacred as the religionists treat their religion. I don't know if you caught that. We must hold the revolution, revolutionary ideology and philosophy as sacred as the Christian holds their Christendom, as the Muslim holds their Islam, as the Buddhist holds their Buddhism, so on and so forth. We have allowed clowns to infiltrate the movement, those who are less than qualified to infiltrate the movement and present themselves as revolutionaries and for the sake of some misguided solidarity or unity, we don't address them. I tell you, brothers and sisters, the time for that, the days of that must come to an end. The days, those days must come to an end. We must begin to demand excellence, excellence in revolutionary ideology, and philosophy from the so-called revolutionary leaders. It's the only way to succeed. It has become a joke. Ask them, what do you want? That's why I asked the name of the show was, what does the African expect from revolution? Ask them, what do they want? Outside of what you hear, the predominant war cry, kill whitey, down with whitey, off with whitey, then what? Then what? Suppose in some miracle, some freak accident, all white people just vanish from the earth. Then what? Some of you Negroes are not revolutionary enough. And I'm not talking about my brothers and sisters that are on here who subscribe to a true revolutionary ideology, who revolution permeates and penetrates their very essence and being, that they love their people so much they want a complete and constructive change, not just in the government procedures, but in social, cultural behavior of an African people that's clamoring, that demanding for revolution. But I'm talking about these Negroes who have deceived the masses of people, who have got out there and played on the emotions of the masses of people, have screamed kill whitey and off whitey and fuck whitey so much to you that you believe this is the rhetoric of revolution, this is the party line of revolution, and as soon as they get rid of the white man, they come in and step in and practice a neo-colonialism, and they become worse than the goddamn white man. Study revolution. You will see it has happened from time and time again. You've seen it happen. Revolution, most revolutionaries, when you study revolution, international revolution, revolution on a global scale, they will tell you there's usually two revolutions. The first revolution to get rid of the oppressor, then the second revolution to get rid of the neo-colonialist. A revolution 
revolution, I would advise people to read about and study about the Algiers Revolution. And why I'm always referring to this is because France Fanon did a remarkable job in documenting the Algerian Revolution and the psychological effect it had on the masses of people who participated in it. So I would advise studying that, and he talks about the neocolonialism. He talks about the neocolonialism. He talks about how when they ran France out of there, that the Algerians they put in were worse than the French. And this is what we would see begin to take place in a so-called revolution right here because most of these so-called revolutionary organizations don't know what they want out of revolution. Just look at your organization. If you belong to a revolutionary organization, which should be a macrocosm of a microcosm or a microcosm of a macrocosm, it should be a small scale of what you're looking for on a larger scale, on a national and even international scale. If your organization is run flawed, then that so-called government that this particular revolutionary organization would fight for would be just as flawed. If your organization is having major internal problems, and I'm not talking about minor internal issues, one of the problems of revolutionary organization is beginning is being able to organize our people. But I'm talking about looking at it realistically. If you're having problems with your national officers and leadership, what makes you think? that that organization is going to be able to lead the masses of African people towards freedom. If your organization doesn't want to work collectively with other progressive organizations who have a track record of working with African people, then I would question my organization. But a lot of us, a lot of these Negroes know what they're doing, and a lot of us as Negroes get caught up in the cliquish cult-like mentality. We don't know what we want out of revolution. We have a psychological need to be accepted. We need to feel a part of. We need to be accepted. So you join anything. You get down with anything. There's no clear-cut plan. There's no end goal. There's no end game. And, and, they, and from you, when you ask your leadership, they don't even want your input. While you're ostracized and you're criticized for having an original thought, for thinking that you could share. So what is it that these organizations want? I wish, you know what, now that I'm thinking on it, and they say hindsight is twenty twenty. It might have been a medication that I wasn't thinking clearly. I would have liked to invite some of our contemporaries, some of our so-called peers in these revolutionary organizations, because I would love to know what they want. I see them on the Facebook. I see them marching and parading and stomping and looking very uh, dapper in their uniforms and their suits. But at the end of the day, I don't hear clear-cut goal. There's no, I don't see anyone reaching across party lines. I see factionalism and sectarianism. I don't see them reaching across with other organizations in other cities trying to make a substantial change for African people in America. America, it's all bullshit. 
sort of feed egos. So what is it that they want? They said, well, Brother Yango, what is it that you want? We had the people, our name says it all. We had the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination want exactly that. Self-determination. We want to write to choose our own destiny without the intentional and willful hindrance and obstruction of outside forces. But we're not foolish. We know that that will never come. We understand due to our studies, because the revolutionary is studied, we understand that America was founded and built on the sweat and blood. The death of African people brought here. And then African people kidnapped, like um, Sister Ifai Nikkei will say, kidnapped in my chief, uh, chief of staff, chief war, where I'll constantly point out due to international, for the international purposes, the word kidnapped is the right word because they can still be brought up on charges of kidnapped. So I will agree with that. But I also will talk about the enslavement the old enslavement, the atrocities that visited African people here to make sure that America ran and don't think that they don't have their money invested in it, that there still isn't plans and plots and schemes still put in place to keep America afloat, to keep it running. And you and I, brother and sister, you and I, dear brother and sister, are, are that catalyst. We're that cog. We are the oil that, in fact, oils the cog to keep this machine called America running. And they're not going to allow their moneymaker freedom. You Negroes are moneymakers. You don't produce anything but consume every damn thing. You're a moneymaker. And they don't want you to be free. So they will fight against that. So we understand that that will not be given to us. So we must begin to fight against our oppressor in every and any means. And we're not going to sell you dreams. We're not going to march around with our little 22, with our little assault rifle. And I'm not downplaying. Listen, let me tell you something. We are a defense mechanism. I'm not downplaying that. But if you think that your freedom is going to be bought with a 30-round clip and an SK or AR-15, and that's the extent of it, you're sadly mistaken. And this is the images that we would constantly put out to have you believe that this will be the uh, freedom stroke, the coup de la grace, the move that brings us freedom without attacking the health issue, the education issue, the housing issue, the 10-point platform and program of the People's Black Panther Party Self-Determination, and I'm quite sure every party out there that has the name Panther attached to it, the 10-point platform and program. When's the last time that has been addressed or pushed? The days of sensationalism and empty rhetoric must end. The Facebook revolutionaries must end. And it is incumbent upon us as revolutionaries to begin to put the pressure on these pseudo-revolutionaries. That's my first call to arms. Those within sound of my voice, you want to do a call to arms, my first call to arms against these pseudo-revolutionaries. Challenge them. Question them. Bring them to task. Stop allowing them to mislead the masses of African people down the street that they know 
has no can lead. There's no nothing that can be brought to fruition except enriching that person, or at the very least, stroking their ego from their miserable lives. I begin to question their love for African people, and they say, "How dare you, Yang? Who are you to question their love?" I can tell by the rhetoric that you're espousing, by the insane things that you're saying. By the lack of programs, and I'm not one of those people that say, I don't see what you're doing. I don't think I'm the all-seeing Oz, not the wizard. Yeah, I'm sure there's programs and things that I may not know. But if I go to a city that you say you exist in, and I don't see what you're doing in that city, for example, Mr. Eric Griffin with the Black Panther Party of Newark, I'm in Newark. Where the hell you at? You got the page. You got the administrators. You got to this, and I don't see you. I don't see your party. Then I look on there, you got pages everywhere in every major city, and some of these cities I have parties in, and I haven't seen you. We'd love to reach across party lines and build with you and work on a program, but what we won't tolerate is the misleading, is the deceiving, of sincere African people because you need your ego stroked to be called director or president or this and that of some party. And you, Negro, let me say this too, for the record, you guys stop using what we call third development, whom is officially called the original Panthers. Stop doing the original Panthers like that. I'm always thinking you can attach fucking original to your party and that gives you some legitimacy. First of all, there's nobody to substantiate what you're saying. You get out there and you say and you scream any damn thing. I'm a cousin of Huey. I'm, I'm Geronimo's frat third cousin removed from my auntie's niece, baby daddy. You're saying any damn thing. Cheapening and tarnishing the legacy of a resistance movement called the Black Panther Party. It's sickening. It's sick and it's disgusting for those of us that are holding to a revolutionary ideology that are trying to have sacrifice and continuously to sacrifice our children and time with our spouses and our money and time away from jobs and just energy and effort to go into some Negroes that have access to a Facebook page or a YouTube account and have all day to play on the damn thing and sit there and to mislead the people. This is revolutionaries. It's a challenge to my revolutionary brothers and sisters. Revolutionaries, rise up. Revolutionaries, rise up. Take them to task. Challenge them. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. I'm your host, National Chairman, Yang and Krumah, Independence Blog Talk Radio, the people's voice. Let's go to our phone lines. Open it up. 817-7732. Your mic is open. True peace, brother. All black power. True peace. How are you? The people uh, on the panel tonight, and uh, I appreciate the subject matter that you're bringing forth. Uh, What I'm expecting out of, uh, I'm sorry, what I'm expecting for the rep. From you, the question is, what am I expecting from the revolution? Right? What we're expecting, what I'm expecting is um, explanations. 
answered for, you know, the questions that we already always had to be answered, like you brought up the subject of being kidnapped. You know, that those are conversations that we should be having amongst ourselves. So I just expect for an event, a mental event of the people in the revolution. If something you said about holding fast to what we believe in, as the uh, Christian holds fast to what he believes in and the Buddhist and you went through all of that, I would disagree with that. I would say we cannot hold fast to things because we live in a we live in time, and it, it's we we have seasons and cycles, so we're constantly dealing with changes. We must con- constantly be innovative. We must grow. We must change and move with the people. That's why it's a lot of people. When you look at you know the the uh, number of people who study Buddhism. It's even coming out of China and the places where their religion derives, there are more Chinese Christians than Chinese Buddhists. Why? Because people look for change. People look for something different. People look to different things when something is not working. So if we're not innovative, we're going to lose the people. So what we must do is we always must examine the season and cycle that we're in so we can know how to expound upon revolution. How, what liberation is supposed to look like at a particular time. Because liberation is always going to look different. It depends on where we are in time and what's exactly going on. Right now, the most valuable thing that the children can do is gain a thorough knowledge of self and couple that with technology that's going on in the world right now. That's, that's how we're going to advance the people. Do you believe, do you believe that? Believe what? What you just said, that, you know, everything's a season. That you Do you believe that ideology that you just said, everything's a season, we must evolve with the seasons? And no, I, you don't believe believe, that? I don't believe it. I know it to be true. So you know like, it to be true, and nobody can change you from that, right? Absolutely not, because we see it. That's what I mean by we, holding fast to revolutionary ideology. We must hold fast to revolutionary ideology speaks exactly to what you just said. Revolutionary ideology speaks to the involvement, that we must evolve as human beings, that whatever problem presents itself, we must have an equal and opposite, um, it's called a dialectic, an equal and opposite reaction to it, a force if it's a force, or a solution if it's a problem. So it's definitely, and what I mean by... To revolutionary ideology, we're allowing people to ease into our ranks, professing to be revolutionaries, and they don't subscribe to a revolutionary philosophy or a revolutionary ideology. It's either a theology or some type of um, other type of bullshit that they're mad, cultural nationalism, whatever that they're masquerading as revolutionary ideology, and it isn't that. And those of us that subscribe to revolutionary ideology must hold fast to that. Before anything, I'm a revolutionary. I understand what you're saying. It's no different than, you know, a pastor holding fast to him being anointed by God, right? We know we can spread that. What I'm saying is you said something while ago about doing something by any means necessary. Well, that was something that Malcolm X said, El Haj Malik El Shabazz said in the 60s, right? And so today in 2018, I know that can't be furthest from the truth. We can't do that today because we already know. I wouldn't wouldn't want you, I wouldn't want to put your life 
jeopardy, how uh, his life was put in jeopardy. But at that time, they didn't know that he would be killed on a broad, on a broad platform like that. They didn't know that that's how deep that the hatred for one another went. So we can't do that. We can't put our lives in jeopardy like that and just Lord, get out I'm, and just. I'm gonna have to disagree. I'm going to have to really disagree. I I think part of the revolutionary ideology is freedom by any and all means necessary. You know, whatever it takes to get liberated. We must know what it takes. See, we got to get out of that mentality of whatever it takes. We got to be able to give the next generation exactly what it takes. We got to give them the key. You will never be able to do that. Every generation is going to have to put forth their own effort. We We all give generations. Whatever, and, and, and every every generation is going to have to put forth their own effort. I would never, I would never. See, that's not, and and you're my girl, Sister Ifa Nikkei, but I have to say, that's not, a I, that's not a revolutionary ideology, nor philosophy. I could honestly say I wouldn't put you in the category of a revolutionary. A revolutionary will do whatever it takes for the liberation of their people, life included. You know, life, that, that's, you know, I've freedom. But that's, where, but that's where I would agree with you. I'm not a revolutionary. I'm a liberator. Because revolution okay. is the season that we're in. So everything that I do has to be revolutionary. So I'm not worrying about being a revolutionary. What? I'm, you worried, I'm more worrying about the liberation. I'm more you worried about... I'm more worried about the giving your life every day that I get up and go over here to the school with these kids and give them all the love that I have every day is giving my life. Okay. Would I go and so, stand out in the street and die? I would not do that. But you couldn't knock to, for someone who is willing to do that. How could you knock that? It's by any means. When our people well, start putting they, measures, when our people begin to put measures on their freedom, I don't put them in. The, the the revolutionary or the liberator category. When you have limits to what you will do for your freedom, what wouldn't you do to feed your kids? You will do whatever it takes. You will do whatever it takes. So our freedom has to be put in the same vein. We yeah, have to be the revolutionary. In one, one breath you say there's nothing. In another breath you say, no, I don't have to give answers or explanations. It's up to them to do it for themselves. You got to, you got, you can't straddle the fence like that. What do you mean? It's up to you. Do have to give answers. You said that we have to provide the means. We we got to provide the answer. Not by the means. I can't tell these kids. I can't tell these kids for 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 twenty years from now. Uh, brother Yanger, I cannot tell these kids by any means necessary. I have to give them something tangible. I have to say by technology, this is what you can do. This is what's going on right now. This is what we can do. I'm actually giving them something tangible. I'm not not just throwing them out there and not giving them a rope. Nobody is saying just just throwing them out there. We're letting them know by any and all. We're letting them know that in your pursuit of freedom, there is nothing 
that you should, like Franz Fanon said one time, he said, you can't tell a man fighting for his freedom not to be violent. You know, there is nothing I wouldn't tell my son to do to regain, not to do, to fight for the freedom of his people. Whether that's get the best education you can get and go out there and educate your people, or should the time come, you know, God forbid, and we don't do all this talking on the radio, if that's to defend your people through the means of arms. There is nothing that he should put limits on that he won't do for the freedom of African people by any and all means. I don't think that that's a dead statement Malcolm made. I think it's a very, not just prolific statement, but a relevant statement for his time and his time. I think that that has been the problem with African people in America. We put measures and stuff on what we will do for our freedom and what they call that, and I'm not talking about you, sister, but what they call that is a sellout. You know what I'm saying? When you have a, when you don't see it like that. Because I've seen a lot of people, I've read about a lot of people who have lost their life for me to be where I am today. Yeah. It's no need for me. We can't keep losing our, our people because those people will eventually become comrades. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to put anybody out there in a position where they'll end up in one of those situations like a Sandra Bland. Like, uh, uh, I'm not doing it. You know, we got to yeah. get these young men out of there because if you're not strapping up boots to go and literally fight a real war, because there are people out here that are fighting real war, and we got to be really, really serious about this. What, because what's a real war? Where you actually, there's bullets flying. We, and we are, are in war now. But we we're not fighting. Sister Ife. These we're bullshit not fighting, from these police. We're not fighting because we, some of us are saying not by any and all means necessary. We don't have the necessary ammunition to win I'm that war physically like that. Listen, we don't I'm have not it. Saying, I'm not advocating go out there and kill police. I'm not advocating any type of physical or violent reprisal against any type of government agency, law enforcement, and let me make that disclaimer now. What I'm saying, by any and all means necessary, I will teach my children and the people around me that, because I mean exactly that. Whatever it takes for you to get your freedom, live free or die trying, there should never be a limitation. And you're right. I agree with one thing you just said. We must provide the information so that our generation can make informed decisions. But our gen- the next generation's that come after us may not. We can't give them the answers because they may not like what we're giving them. Do we accept what Dr. King gave us? He gave us the answer. It was called integrations and civil rights. Martin and we did it. And, and we tried it. Huh? We tried it. It was something yep. to try. Exactly. So, so it's, like, like, it's like at least we got to be innovative in our thoughts. So Absolutely. at least what I'm telling you when is, our children are our age, when our children are our age, or our grandchildren are our age, they're sitting around talking about, no, this is what my grandmother did in this time. So exactly. now we can sit around and we can say that it worked for them or it didn't work for them. What I've been seeing amongst all the conscious community is just regurgitation. Nobody is saying anything or doing anything really relevant to where we are right now and what's going on around us right now in this moment. 
I'm I'm gonna back out now and release the mic though, but I just wanted to touch on that. Yanga oh, one other thing. What you said, Yanga, about the uh the false prophets like the Eric Griffins. I actually am familiar with who he is. And um we got a bunch of them and that's that's I, I feel like that's an internal issue for us to deal with. So we definitely should figure out some, some strategies to uh to numb that. <laughs> And with that, I'm gonna release my mic. <laughs> All right, we appreciate it, brother. And 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 we definitely and it's and you're right, it's eternal. Let's go to our internal, uh, and I hope not eternal. Uh, let's go to our phone lines again. Area code eight zero four one two four four nine. You might be open. Uh, peace, peace. Uh, this is Magneto from VA, right? Yes. What's going on, brother Magneto? Right. I think we're in a tough, tough situation. All we do is talk, talk, talk. We don't even have a tactical uh, task force in place. Just like in Chicago, those white boys that have been put them, putting them assault rifles and bullets in the path of our babies, they should have been caught. They should have been caught. But see, 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 a warrior, a warrior is a brother without a cell phone. And fury on his hand and around his neck. We got to start feeling task forces and doing what white boys doing. Uh, uh spying on them. Seeing who the bad cops, seeing who the bad ones is. And keep it quiet. So let's let let's stop all this jaw jacking, you know, and start spying on them and get busy. When are we gonna get busy? Yeah. All right those on. babies I mean, you know. in Chicago. Ain't nobody court nobody. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm right here with mm-hmm. What's up? You know, well, I think it starts with, like you said, brother, it starts in your locale. You know, we got to be realistic. I think that's the first thing. And it starts in your general area. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I'm the national chairman, so I do a lot of traveling. But, you know, since I've been back in Atlanta, and that's primarily been, you know, I spent a lot of time on the east. So my chapters in the East are pretty, for the most part, pretty tight. You know, we got a couple programs going, a couple things going. I want to get back to Atlanta and really begin to build up um, in the Georgia area. I'm not probably going to be Atlanta, but in the Georgia area. So it starts local. And once we build local, once we begin to build strong locally, we can start to reach across those lines. We can start to build from um, city to city in your local, starting your city, you know, it starts in the neighborhood you in. Then from that neighborhood in your city to another city, then you have the whole state of Virginia. Then you go to D.C. Then you go to you know Maryland or wherever's next, and we begin to work and network like that. We don't want to. Hey, hey, brother, you might. See, yes, sir. See, 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 what I'm saying, right? Uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh the brothers that you know, the pastors, those who are somebody. Put them in the field. See, because we got young brothers here that ain't got jobs. They ain't got a mama. They ain't got no yeah. backbone. That. We, should have, we should have brothers in the street recruiting, recruiting. See what I'm saying? Teach them how to be spies. Mm-hmm. Let's get spy quick. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Oh, we taking the fun out of everything. Get this spy quick. See with these white boys here. Yeah, it's starting locally though, brother. It's it's gonna start we locally. Got to we got to start 
stop recruiting now. The young brothers I mean, ain't brother, doing nothing else. Yeah, we, we, but that's why I'm telling you, brother. I mean, I want to tell you, it starts locally. We have a recruitment. We got people recruiting. I don't have anybody in Virginia. I don't know if you volunteering or not. You know what I'm saying? I can put, I can put you in touch with some people, but it's going to start locally. And you're going to have well, to get see, those young brothers see, in there. And the train is going to start. Go ahead, brother. Listen. See, see, just what I'm saying, right? I'm tired of sitting around. Ran the table and, and, and you know in and little conferences wrong, right? That's why recruit didn't stop spending money, stop spending his money, getting fire equipment and that do the same thing they that's riding around the city. See where they at see where they park you know, it's like boots and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Catch them what they draw. See, I'm I'm married. All Babies don't got killed in, in Chicago. We ain't catching they not they one of them crackers. They come in our yeah. neighborhoods and, and drop the poison. They should have been caught. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It start. There's no local. I don't know what 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 part of that I'm not. There's no local organizing. We can be mad all we want, sure. brother. I'm, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just keeping it real. I've been in this game twenty plus some odd years. National champ. Look, you talking funds? We talking money? We talking participation? You know, I I hear what you're saying, and I get a lot of that from my team. I'm tired of the talk too, but for the most part, look, we have to participate. Go ahead, brother. This is what I'm talking about, right? We know them black people with money. We know them black people with money. Let's smash their ass up. We got to get hunted, gutted, and savage. Let's take that money from their ass and get this equipment. Come on, man. Bro, I, I'm, I'm trying to be funny. How old are you? How old are you, brother? You still, are you are you in your mid twenties, early thirties? I'm getting old, man. I'm gray in the face. I'm fifty five. Okay. All we were doing is selling dope and buying, killing each other. Yeah. I'm, no wonder I ain't dead. Brother, I, I feel you. I feel your anger. I feel your anger, and you have a right Let's to be angry. Let's get these niggas to take their money. Let's get Brother, I feel your anger. You have a right to be angry, but it starts. Brother, let me let me let me share this with you. You're not saying nothing. You you and this is not to belittle your idea, but you're not saying anything that hasn't been said before. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to real application and really getting some plans in motion and doing some shit, you're gonna find out. You're gonna be out there by yourself on an island on your own. I would say it's, my it's, advice, Stevie. We got. We got to stop somewhere. Y'all the mouthpiece. Put the boys in the field and cook these young boys. Now, I'm right here in Richmond, right, Virginia. So, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I saw. I'm going to tell you what I saw. 95 saw for me in Colonial Heights. You got, you got, you got five Amazon uh, 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 buildings, all built in one. And in the back, you got two pillow pads in the back with a micro pad going up and back. They're going to put niggas in there. They're not going to fool with these crackers with these guns. That's the trick. They want us to think yeah. if they, they get that white. But you know, you know they want us. They want us. Yes. Let, let me ask you this, brother. Do you have a study group down? It's, I'm telling you, brother, the best advice I could give you would be to start locally. Get you a study group, brother. Start teaching your knowledge to the people right there in your locale. Just start out there, right there with the people right with you, and begin to build from there. 
As far as the national movement or getting people to move nationally, uh, I really don't see that. I don't like to be the pessimist. I don't like to be the naysayer. I really don't see that happening like that on the national level. I would advise you to start building locally. If you want some help in organizing, what I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying, Plumman, what I'm saying, Plumman, I know you know brothers that got security firms. They know about this technology. We got we got to get them type of brothers. Mm-hmm. We got to get them. These white folks ain't joking. If they thought they could snatch right. all niggas up out of the grove, they would do it. They having a problem yeah. somewhere. So soon they figure yeah. out that round all niggas up, they go do it. I'm telling you. They, yeah. Yes, they yeah. We got to get these Absolutely. brothers that you know, know they they have the problem, the thing keeping them off, one of the biggest problems they got, and the thing keeping them off of that is just what I would call realness. Our brothers on the same brothers and sisters that everybody, you know, have thrown away. It's them hardheads, them knuckleheads, or them thugs, or them goons, whatever they want to call them. It's stopping a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, it's up to us. We can get them. I can, tell, I can tell you how we can get them. I can tell you how we can get them. You smash the ass up, put the cuffs on them. Slit they throat and leave them all so the baby. I don't know about. I, I don't know about. I'm gonna tell you. I don't know about all of that. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to advocate that. I'm not going. Hold on. Let me say this, brother, because let me get his disclaimer. Because, brother, for one, you rapping like that on a blog talk radio lets me know you Word. really ain't ready for no actions like that. They're gonna kill you, you know anyway. So, they already know yo, who you are. Yo, yo, but bro, brother, 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 this ain't the this ain't the place for that type of talk. We don't advocate that. And like you said, I got a lot of so-called leaders on this line that can't even be around that type of rap like that, brother. You know, hey, we ain't hey, rapping hey, about hey, this. Ain't, that ain't the trying to walk up under the radar. Ain't no need you trying to walk up under the radar. They know exactly who you are. It ain't. They, they go, Absolutely. I know they know they go, me, but. The oh, problem is I don't know who you are. I know they know me, but I don't know you. So when you get on here talking like that, man, it makes me question. Like, damn, who's my? Why is my brother talking like this on the line, on the program? So with that, I feel you, brother. I feel your anger. But like I said, disclaimer: we're not advocating no violence against any law enforcement official, against any crackers. Against we don't advocate that. We don't condone that. We can't openly say that we support that shit on the line. And, brother, as my hey, brother, they, and, and they, I, I would sincerely advise you, brother, as my dear brother, somebody care for you, man, you might want to kind of calm your rhetoric down, man, on speaking open air like that. You got to know your law. Hey, Obama passed a thing called Proposition 29. Just look that up. I ain't worried about masks like that. I'm 55. I ain't worried about masks okay. like that. But But you should worry about those young brothers out there who may be hearing you. And I'm sorry, Brother Yang, I got to jump in real quick because, you know, we got that's a lot of energy right there. Yeah, I'm getting a lot. My central's texting me and telling me, man, I got to put you on mute, man. So I got to. And I never like this. They come at us anyway. They come in anyway. But, but brother, real quick, what I wanted to tell you, brother, is I do appreciate, just like Brother Yang, we appreciate, you know, the level of anger. But but let me explain something to you. The system is very tactical. And what you were talking about, that's something, we, we know everything we need to know. We don't need the equipment. We don't need none of that. What we need is for yeah. people to make better choices and start teaching their youth about what's really going on out here because the youth are going to inherit this anyway. 
So your anger, while it, while yeah, it's it's misplaced right now. I'm just gonna tell you, it's misplaced right now, and it's better to come at this when you cooler heads will always prevail, brother, always. But the rhetoric that you're talking is what makes it dangerous for other brothers, especially revolutionaries out here, because then you know they're calling us black identity extremists, and that's that's a terrorist term. That's a terrorist term, and don't nobody who is fighting for their freedom feel they're terrorists. Real quick, remember what they did in the Revolutionary War. When white people did not want to be oppressed anymore, they unified and they fought. And we don't have that kind of unity. So don't put that out there until you're really ready to do that. With that, I yield. All right. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that, brother Kevin. Like you said, you know, we all, and I appreciate it, brother. I I threw you on mute, but I do appreciate you listening in. I appreciate your contribution. Like the brother said, sometimes we just have to be real careful of the rap, man. And, you know, us being revolutionaries, we've been trained and, you know, to look for things called a provocateur. You need to go probably look that up. I'm I'm just fooling you on some shit right now, brother. You know, they're coming from one revolutionary to a brother that seems to be an inspiring revolutionary that's some codes of conduct some codes to this game let's go to our phone line. i appreciate that again brother kevin um let's no go to our phone line oh let's go to our phone lines area code 404-7765 your mic is on but yanga just kim how are you um power to the people i'm good i know you got it. You know, I'm finna, you know I'm finna blow. Yeah. You know I'm finna blow. Okay, first of all, I gotta roll all right the way back to the sister. Liberation, really? How are you gonna be a liberator and you don't have revolution on your mind? To liberate the people is to fully make change, and revolution is led, it actually follows that. So I don't understand what you mean by you ain't gonna put yourself on it. By any means necessary, sister, ain't no rules in war. There are no rules in war. You said when you go to a real war, if five billion of my people being dropped in fucking ocean, another five billion of my people being slaughtered by pigs and sambo niggas, like what we got on this phone, like what you just muted, out here in society crossing us out every time we trying to liberate to get people to participate in a revolutionary movement. So if we got people that's limited about what they would do for their people, then you in the wrong organization, sister. Because revolutionaries don't have no guidelines to follow when we got bloodshed and not here for our people. If Fred Hampton, brother Bobby, I'm sorry, Bobby, uh, Bobby Hutton, if um, Huey P. Newton, Marcus Garvey, and all the people that came before us felt like the only thing they wanted to do was damn liberate, I don't think we would even be walking the ground right now. A lot of us would be slaughtered. So let's get past that. To the England brother that just spoke, find yourself, okay? We got brothers out here on this phone as well as in the trenches that's really on the front line until you get out there and get out your intellectual mind frame and that willingness syndrome and thinking that the damn system that is only a revolving door back to bullshit is going to save you. You got another thing coming because these same brothers and sisters is who you're going to be calling. I see your boots a little loose, brother. I hate when you all get on here and disrespect the elders. And I hate when you disrespect true scholars. And I'm not talking about your damn PhDs or your master degrees that y'all throw around all the time, which you all respect. What I respect is a brother that has 
actual knowledge that has been through the struggle. When we got goddamn um, slave hours and shit that we done been through out here, that's the reason why we can understand what we should be teaching the youth. Like the last brother just stated, you should be teaching the youth something that's productive. Because those are the ones that's on the front line right now, dying every single day, because at least they got enough heart, sister, to go past liberation and at least fight the pig or shoot at the pig or bang bang on the pig. You niggas scared to talk about the pig. In the 60s, from Malcolm X to Brother Huey P. Newton and a lot of our other brothers and sisters, we weren't scared to fight. We ain't scared to talk. You talk about the elders. When our grandchildren get big, well, I hope the only thing that I don't have to give my grandchildren is that I was just a liberator. I want to be a fighter in the forefront. I want to be able to say I'm a sister that made change, and I was right there with my brothers because we are just as equal out here as being human and actually having freedom as everybody else. It saddens me that we have people that's in our organization that have been sambled out because, see, we ain't going to talk about Tom no more. Tom gave us a lot of cotton. And when some of y'all was Tom, we might have had liberation already. But since we still got mm. several niggas that only look forward to what they believe in, and a belief is only just that what the hell is in your mind. And I'm going to be very short and brief, but a belief is only what the hell is in your mind. But facts and reality is the things that Brother Yanga, Brother Kevin, I think that's his name, and all the other people that's out here putting their lives on the line, blood, sweat, and tears, in order to be informative and also to not be reformative. So if you don't understand that, sister, you got a long way to go to become a liberator because you got to first become a participator, and that's by any means necessary. Power to the people, Brother Yanga. Power to the people. And when anybody wants a reflection, please open my mic back up because I don't mind answering a question. My sister. And thank you, Brother Trevor, for being very informative and respectful. I have to give y'all brothers y'all props because y'all take some shit I wouldn't take. Put some of them in the, in the front log of them boxing girls like you used to do as Brother Yanger, and let's see they stop talking because we've been in them trenches. We done had to fight with SWAT. Y'all always talking about what the brother do. Let me break it down about what the brother has done and what he continues to do real quick. Mm. I've seen this man on the front line fighting with SWAT. We have been in courtrooms and we have fought cases without a dime. You've never mm. seen a poster up from Atlanta Decatur, Chairman Wanger, Sister Randy, Chairman Randy at this point, 3GP, and none of us asking for no motherfucking donations. Liberation, true revolutionaries, they fight and they take what they have and they rebuild. I don't want anything from the government. I'm not a 501c3 recipient. I'm not a full stop sister. And I damn sure I'm not a backline feminist. So with all of that being said, the brother has put in a lot of work, and he's continuing to do that by bringing a platform full of real scholars that understand that we got to get past those bad books and get out here and put these boots on the ground. And that's all I wanted to say. So before y'all talk about what people do, Come to the trenches where we really do the work and stay out of the damn college and institutions that you live in and your beliefs, and you'll find out what Brother Yeager and all the rest of the people are doing. Thank you, sir, and black power. Right, Queen. Appreciate it. All power to, all power to the people. Uh, and, and we appreciate that. You know, but, and, Brother, I see you coming in. I'm going to give you one more chance. Um, I'm going to open your mic again and give you an opportunity to say something. 804-1249. Your mic's open again. Mother, did you want to say something else? 804? 
Okay. So I guess the brother's not. Is my mic closed, Brother Yanger? No, your mic's open, sister. Well, why are you search? Why are you searching? Let me say this. See, okay. people don't get when I talk about seasons and cycles. Revolution is the cycle that we are in. You cannot be the revolution. The revolution is what it is. That is why Gil Scott Heron said the revolution will not be televised. So people can romanticize whatever they want to romanticize. That's another thing that people got to understand about a war. In a war, you have battles. So, Brother Yanga, you might be participating in one thing. That's only one battle that we're dealing with as a people. Our people are going to continue to perish because they lack a knowledge. And the knowledge that they lack is a thorough knowledge of who they are. When we have half of our people running around here bleaching their skin because they want to do any and everything that they can by any means, which is why some things we got to update to fit in and acclimate themselves in with the system, that is what they do. And they will turn a blind eye to being black in America, which we have more people doing that than those who accept who they are. And a lot of people don't even realize when you start talking about, oh, I got Indian in my family and this and this and that and my hair is not nappy, that's cognitive dissonance. You you just in the struggle. When we've been running around here struggling about our natural hair for all these all these years, putting our jobs on the on the line because we want to wear our hair natural and wear it the way it is. So I'm, you can miss me with all of that fanatical because you went and sat in a class to learn how to be a revolutionary. So you want to come back and throw that rhetoric at people, which that's all it is. If the people don't know why. They are fighting. If they don't understand who they are, then they ain't even trying to listen to what you're talking about. That's why we have so many pseudo-revolutionaries on Facebook posing and doing all this. Half of them don't. If you ask them how they got dark skin and nappy hair, they wouldn't even be able to tell you. They don't know. And then most of them will start reaching back to something they learned at church when they was five and six and seven years old, haven't even updated that. So a liberator like El Hodge Malik El Shabazz did when he took his Hodge and found out the truth about what the Nation of Islam was doing and came back and liberated himself. Brother, from that I way apologize. This is Sister Nandi. I apologize, but we got to get out of the overdramatic no. bullshit. I sat and listened. Oh, no. See, I listened to what she said. See, that's what it becomes. How can scholars be on the phone talking about scholarly things, but then turn around and fight and, and argue with each other because they disagree with something that you're saying? I'm in the revolution. I can't escape that. I'm black in America. But what battle do I want to take up arms with is what the subject matter should have been about. But what part in the war are you dealing with? I'm dealing with people that don't know who they are, don't know where they come from, and, 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 and rather find out or read a book, read John Henry Clark, read Dr. Ben, read Sheikh Anthony Diop, 
we all these scholars, they rather somebody else tell them who they are or not know it all. So we got a big old war going on. Yeah, but but that war got started from integration, though. That right. war didn't get started from integration because if they knew who they were, they wouldn't have never agreed to integrate. If you know you're a god or a goddess or you came from that, why would you want to integrate with something lesser? But sister, they thought the reason they were getting something better. If, if I could real quick, the reason why I say that is 35 years after the Civil War ended, the city of Wilmington was pretty much integrated. So was Atlanta. These was where whites and blacks were living around each other, working together, all of it. They had police, all of that. And then one day, because of this integration, the group that decided to allow them to integrate got caught up in their feelings. We don't need to tell you who they are because you already know. And they slaughtered everybody. That's why I have my problem with integration because with integration, basically it's like your oppressor is giving you permission to start working towards some level of freedom, but never true freedom. Freedom is about self-determination. I have a problem with integration. I have a problem with integration just for the simple fact we shouldn't be doing nothing with them no way. They they shouldn't be teaching our children. We shouldn't be teaching them. We shouldn't go to their hospitals, and they shouldn't be dealing with us, and we shouldn't deal with them, so I agree. I I wanted to address something that you were saying, though, because you were basically saying that the revolutionary and scholar and all of that Put it to the side, because that ain't got us nowhere. It ain't getting us nowhere. What's going to have to happen at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is each person needs to know where their strength is, and that's what they need to work on. See, everybody is not a warrior. There's some people I would not put a gun in their hand because I'm going to have to watch them. There's some people who I can't tell you're going to be part of our intel because I don't know who who else they're talking to. All of these things are problems for us. We have been fractured from the gate. So you can't expect that everybody's going to get on the same page. It would be beautiful if we did, but we don't. No, no, no. And that's, that's the one what edge. I'm saying. That's the edge. We are that's not the on edge. the same let page. Let, let me finish. I agree with that's you, brother. The edge. That's the edge that white folks have always had, was because no matter whether they disagree with each other or not, when it was time to fight, they unified. When it's time for us to fight, we still trying to figure out who's on our side. I agree. I agree because I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't the one to put no boot on and hit the ground because I'm going to hit the ground running. I already know I don't have guns in my home because I'm I'm subject to pop off and pop somebody. So I can't be that revolutionary that's running around because I'm going to be the one standing on the steps with with my gun asking these politicians to come out and talk to me. But, and be ready to exactly. pop somebody. But, so that that form is not for where, everybody. Right. Yeah, that's but 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 then that means you're not ready for by any means necessary. Right. None of us are. That's why y'all that's shut what, the oh, other right. brother down. See, y'all right. don't want to be that's real. Right. None of us are for by any means necessary. Right. That's why y'all right. shut the other brother down. Let me. I'm about to start. Be for mics. real, y'all. I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm about to start mute mics because I'm not. I'm about, not about to contend to speak on, on a show that I'm hosting. That's what by any and all means necessary means. It includes you. It includes the education process. You know what we do is as as the revolutionary understand that it's all inclusive. That we're at war, and you said something that I agree with. Wars consist of many battles, 
And that what we do, though, everybody want to be the HNIC. Everybody want to be the head nigga in charge. Everybody want to feel like whatever part they're fighting in the struggle for liberation is the premier part, is the most important part. And it can't, we can't afford, we don't have the luxury to think like that. Let me tell you something. The nutritionist, the health expert, is just as important as the damn soldier. The soldier no is just as important <laughs> As the education person, the education person is just as important as the black psychologist. A war has been waged against us, and not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, in every facet of our being and existence. And we must counter that on every facet for us to say, and that's what by any and all means necessary means, for us to say. That there is not a way that we should counter the attack against us is leaving ourselves open for more attacks. I'm not knocking what you're saying, but I agree with you. But I don't agree with that if black people knew who they were, we wouldn't be in this, that that's the only thing it's going to take for us to free us from this condition. I don't agree with that. We're talking about a capitalist, we're talking about a capitalist imperialist system. So we can know who we are, but you, we're still doing That's with not true. Because if you pull up that video on Sandra Bland, Sandra Bland thought she was one of them white people that police pull over on them videos. But I love Sandra Bland. I'm with where Sandra Bland is. I'm represented in Prayer View in Houston for Sandra Bland. But at the end of the day, that's what Sandra Bland did. She thought she was one of them. Let me ask you this. Do you know who you are? Hell yeah. Do you know who you are? Do you pay taxes? Hell time? yeah. Hell do yeah. Do you go to public school? Do you got a Yes, they do. Then yes, what I do. What are you talking about? It ain't free. I'm talking you. about the real. That you. is the real. That's, that's reality. That's, that's, that's where we are. That does it. It's a, be, exactly. And so all of us do what we got finished. Hold on, can, let me finish your thought, sister. Let me finish your thought. What I'm telling you is, niggas have been, there have been some people that have known who they are since we've been here. It don't mean shit if that's all you got. That's called postal mm. nationalism. nationalism. James Bird, when Cotton Muhammad them came down here to Texas, uh, rest in power, brother James Bird. But James, if James Bird knew who he was, he wouldn't have never jumped on that truck with them white boys like that. I, and absolutely. ain't now you know black men on this phone will tell me if you walking down a dirt road in Texas and four white boys pulled up in a truck and offered you a ride, you were hopping so, they back in the back of their truck. So, so Mike Brown getting shot by, so Eric Garner getting choked out. If he knew who he was, he wouldn't have got choked out by the police. Mm. No, he would have been somewhere doing what oh, Brother Yanga God, doing. I can't believe you Bro, that's, that's what he would have been doing. That's what he would have been doing. That's what he would have been. He would have been somewhere doing something like Brother Yanga because Brother Yanga knows who he is. Yeah. And that's for real. Brother Yanga didn't been to jail. Brother Yanga didn't got in a fight with the police. Police choked me out and beat the shit out of me. Brother mm, me too. <laughs> I, I got to fighting with the police. I mean, throwing hands with them. As Brother Yanga. That's what I'm telling you. It doesn't, our revolution isn't one sided. It, nope. it takes every aspect of our community. But if you're going to say that, dope. then why do you get so emotional when I talk about the educational part of it? 
I come on, all of us ain't always had a. I ain't always knew who I was. Right. I haven't always. I, I had to get to this point. What ends up happening is some of us get not, and not saying you, some of us get education and think that the secret lies is just getting an education without the actual work. We got brothers, we got bad conditions out there for black people. We can, they can know who they are. I don't care how long, but it won't change police killing. Police don't stop and say, oh, damn, that's a black man. He knows who he is. And he's educated. <laughs> okay. He's educated. They still will murder you. That's what no we're doubt. talking Quicker. about. We're talking about. But a knowledge of self. I, I hope when y'all talking about being educated, y'all not talking about the school system. Because that goes under we're, two sets of notes. That's only one part. That's just educate, to get certified. That's all they do. That's just to get, that's no, what they offer us is no different than having a driver's license. You don't, nobody wants to go through the rigor of going to get a driver's license, but guess what? When you get pulled over, it comes in handy. So for a lot of people, getting a high school diploma or getting some type of degree and going out and get them a job so they can sustain a family, it comes in handy for them. Everybody don't know how to. You know, yeah, do a certain thing or be self-sufficient. Uh, Everybody's not in it. The brother Costillo that was murdered in the traffic stop for having a legal firearm. I can mm. almost say he was brother, educated. Apparently, he didn't have. Me. Apparently, he didn't have a felony because he was able to have a registered weapon with a carry permit. Right. It didn't stop exactly. that pig from murdering him. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm not knocking education. I think that that is important. But when I say by no, not that kind of education, education though. Any education, no, I ain't talking about that kind of education. I'm talking about. But I understand what y'all saying. But the- more younger, can I Go see now? Okay, I've been listening to it. You know, um, ooh, wow. First of all, knowledge of self. What knowledge do you have, sister? It's no way possible that you, and, and you know, just give me a few minutes to speak. I hear all of that. A driver's license doesn't come in handy. A driver's license is nothing but another contract and hinderment with the goddamn government. Okay, there is no such thing as a right to travel. You can travel wherever the hell you want to. Why would you put your put yourself, if you're such a liberator, then the first thing you need to know is about the law, anything that they're using against you. How are you going to liberate your people when you're getting them to participate back in the same damn thing that caused us to have these issues in the first because place? Because we didn't. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Man, let me finish. Let me finish because I let you speak. I didn't be disrespectful, and I got to get my point across. You, you told me, but you need to learn how to listen, and I'm just being realistic. First of all, identification is only a way for them to keep up with who we are. When they weren't able to take a, t- a tally of who we were, it wasn't that many people being killed. You're talking about it comes in handy. The only thing that comes in handy is us moving the damn system all the way up out of our way. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how you got knowledge yourself when everything that you have is Eurocentric. So, so. I, you First ain't been all, nowhere back to your office. Can I, I finish? Can I finish? Can I please so finish? Okay, real. well, American. Let me, American. Let, let me say this, because you can overtalk, but I'm overbearing. You can overtalk, but I'm overbearing. Wait, 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 I've been doing wait, this for 12 years. Say what you got to so say. I say what I need See, to. No, let fight. me say what I got to say. That's you want to fight. You're being combative, because otherwise, you have talked for 45 minutes, and I sat here and listened to the overdrive. Black Power, this is the National Minister of Law and Justice. This is Dr. Justin. My queen. What I need to say is, uh, Black, Black Power, sir, how are you? How are you, Brother Kevin? I'm, I'm good, queen. You. Is, 
man, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this, and it was never supposed mm. to, you know, if we are adults, it's never supposed to turn into this kind of combatant. We have a national chairman online. We also have mm-hmm. other national officials on. Individuals are not respecting the fact that this show is being hosted and by the, the People's Black Panther Party for self-determination, mm-hmm. and the national chairman is on the phone. When when the national chairman is talking, I hear individuals, he tries to get a word in edgewise on his show, and people mm-hmm. just keep talking and, talking and talking and talking and talking over him. Like, that's not right. It shouldn't be happening. And then the sisters, we as sisters, should not be getting into arguments with each other in a forum like this anyway, in any forum, back and forth like that. Because the bottom line is it only enhances and reinforces what everybody thinks about us anyway. But we angry black women, and that is just not the truth. That's not the truth. We can be, we could disagree. We could disagree, but my goodness, at least give the sister a, a chance to say what she got to say, and then let the person say what they have to say. Y'all notice the brothers just be listening, listening to the craziness, because it sounds like insanity. And that is not why we're here. That is not why we have this show. And as the National Minister of Law and Justice, what I'm saying to you guys <clears throat> is that. We need, when it comes to revolution, this is the problem. The back and forth, mm-hmm. the, the, everybody has different ideas about what it's supposed to be, and, and that's why we're here. We're here to discuss what our ideas are. And some of us might become enlightened. It might take some of us a little bit longer because you could drop seed on, on um, dry land, and it won't promise you get you nothing. But you can like, drop it on fertile land, and, and it'll sprout something in a little while. That's the whole idea. Because trying to push and make somebody believe your point is just not supposed to be about why we have this show. This is an open dialogue. And, again, you're disrespecting the national chairman of the People's, the People's Black Panther Party, and it is not right. I hear this all the time. I sit back and I listen and just keep over-talking them. And he's, and he's trying to be polite. He's trying to say, I'm going to meet your mic. I'm going to meet your mic. He's trying to tell you not to keep doing that. But I see it over and over and over again, and it really needs to stop because I feel disrespected because I'm a part of this entire outfit. So what I would like is for us as women, as women, to at least show one another some kind of decorum and, and respect because the men, the men do it. I don't never. I have never heard them get on here and argue back and forth. When that brother got on here and said a bunch of things that really shouldn't, we all, as we, as as, as um, revolutionaries, we all know the protocol when it comes to certain situations. And mm. he wasn't. There was no back and forth. I disagree. It shouldn't be said. I can offer you teaching. I can get offer you help and some study. Back and forth, but there was no back and forth and no yelling and screaming. As far as the revolution is concerned, as far as my opinion is, everybody has something to do in the revolution. Exactly. Not everybody is going to do everything, you know. So, so, and so we can all, if we can all agree on that, because there's some people, we don't march because they don't infiltrated that. So there's no reason to be hmm. marching. All these guns and all this here stuff walking around with that. When them crackers tell them to put them guns down and lay on your face, that's exactly what they did. And y'all all know who I'm talking about. When it comes to revolution, I believe that it is my belief that we, and I'm one of those people with a doctorate. I have four degrees. So when people start throwing down religion, you don't know what I sacrifice to get those degrees. 
mm. and while raising my children. So what I can say is that I did graduate from a black seminary, so we ain't going to say the white man gave me nothing. So in that same vein, I'm going to give it back to our national chairman and hope that we can all be able to get something out of this Given our input, we can give our input without acting like savages because that's exactly what starts happening. And please give my chairman some respect and everybody else that's on this phone. Black Power, and I do love y'all family, and I'm saying it and I'm coming from a place of love. Black Power. Love you too, Queen. <laughs> All power to oppressed people, African power to African people. Y'all got my minister of justice started. I'm going to back up these lines. Y'all done got the minister of justice started. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay, I got the lines back opened up. You know, <laughs> you know that, that, that's one of the You know what? I'm not, you know, this this sister Nundy, I'm not going to say too much because I'm going to try to keep it professional because all this sisterhood shit. Sisters don't back style sisters in the back either, but we're not going to get into that tonight. We need to be very accordant. People have their rights to their opinions. And it's just funny to me that we got all these people talking, but ain't nobody doing the walking. Okay, now the sister talked 45 minutes, but as soon as I started talking about all of this extra checking shit, I'm going to have to say what I got to say, and I speak my piece, whether it's on this phone or in person. That's just nothing. Yeah. Now, what I was trying to say is the sister's too overdramatic, and if her format of revolutionary and what our formats of revolutionaries are, it's an issue. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. I think what the problem is is that half of y'all scared to speak y'all mind. That's what the problem is. So I don't, you know, I'm I'm not gonna bite my tongue. And if you were so for your chairman, then you would have had some order in the first place. She wouldn't have been on the phone out of pocket running her mouth anyway. So if your leadership is out of pocket, then also is your members. So at the end of the day, Nandy gonna get back to what she got to say because I tie my boots up real tight, and I'm ready for whatever in the war. All this old sentimental shit, this disrespect for sisters, ain't no such thing as sisterhood when you got certain individuals that have a different mind frame of what we to complete, what we feel revolution is all about. The reason why you don't see the brothers involved in that type of shit is because the brothers is on the front line doing the work and not in the bedroom being bed witches. So with that being said, okay. I'm going to get off this phone because you already know how I feel. And I got my boots tied up a couple of times. So we can run another hour about sisterhood, sister. When you climbing from out of bedroom and you mess up households. So don't come on here trying to check no sisters. When you got skeletons in your closet. Understand me? No, no, I'm not out of line. I'm not out of line. I'm not tired of her mouth. I'm not tired of her mouth. I'm not tired of her mouth. What's wrong with the whores in the... Wow. If you ain't got proof, evidence, and you coming against people, man, or stuff, this is not what the... And that's exactly why the Minister of Justice jumped in. That type of stuff. I agree with on you have that type of when you start going down to that type of level of uh, that ain't that just ain't cool and it talks and it and, and it doesn't and I'm trying to give you some some help some advice you know it doesn't make you look good it mm. makes you look bad mm-hmm. did you have something you want to say yeah. I, I you know what anything see how things speak for themselves man you understand what I'm yeah. saying so if, if people have to learn what it means to be liberated. 
You know, they they mm. they really do. The revolution revolution is a, is I'm gonna keep saying it. Revolution is the cycle that we're in. We our people have been talking about revolution for a long time. This is not a new subject matter at all. That's right. At all. We experienced in different things in it, but it's nothing new about the revolution. Nothing at all. So, you know, like like Buddy Yanger was about to say, when you gotta when you gotta go that low, they really just show you know what a, what what our people are engaged in right now, you know, and that's yeah. why we you know we 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 got we got so much stuff to fix at home, to where you know it'll be futile to even go out there, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I love everybody on the panel. Um, we can talk. We can deal with sisterhood. Sisterhood, as a matter of fact, it's so wonderful that the topic came up because that was already going to be my topic for Thursday, which is sisterhood. And so, um, brother, you ain't to keep doing what you're doing. We all got a we all got a, a part to fight, and that's the thing. You know, it it doesn't matter if you are if you have your own business, if you don't work for the system, if whatever it is you do, the one thing that everybody in America has in common is paying taxes. So I don't care how you get whatever it is you get, everybody got to pay taxes. So guess what? I would rather, because I'm not going to play no games with them when I step in the courthouse. See, I'm going to study their law to the fullest, but I'm going to use it when it's necessary to use their law. That's why I said we got to stop talking about the enslavement and start talking about the kidnapping first. So when it get ready to go down, I ain't going to play with them, but I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old, and I can guarantee you I'm going to make sure they are sufficient for the society that we live in today. We can go through the history. That's just like the right to vote. People think when, what Rosa Parkman was doing was fighting for their right to vote, but that wasn't true. We always had a right to vote. What they started doing was mandating testing to get your driver's license, which has started messing a lot of people up because if you don't speak the language sufficiently, then you're not going to be able to get up in there and pass a test based on the language itself. So that's what started hanging out people. They couldn't just go and vote. Like it used to be, they had to take a test to be a registered voter. So here's, here's, here's my own here's my own thing. This this is what I'm saying, you know, because I don't knock, you know, I know from the civil rights movement, the Black Power movement was born. First of all, let me say this. Let me go all the way back. What I can appreciate, what I have to give you probably is that even during our show, I can appreciate that you handle disagreements maturely. We don't always, as African people, we're not always going to see eye to eye because we're not a monolithic people. We're not all people. We've been a people that have been psychologically traumatized, you know, but this anger when we disagree or when we go to the extent where we become insulting, to me, that's so Eurocentric that I don't know what else to call it. It's very disappointing. I try to have this show for us to get on here, for people to be able to have a forum to express their opinions and stuff like but when it becomes personal and insulting, that's a whole different that's a whole different matter in itself. And I'm just so damn disappointed with that shit. I get tired of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Us as African people. But I'm saying this. 
as a revolutionary. The revolutionary. Um, you know, I had a book one time, and I don't know if it, it, it's illegal to have, but it was a long time ago. I no longer have the book. It was called the Anarchist Cookbook. And one of the things it's still that illegal. Said, <laughs> uh, it's still illegal. I don't have it anymore, Mr. Dead Man. There you go. But yeah, we got rid of ours. <laughs> okay, right on. It said that the revolutionary uses what's at hand. And to me, that goes even for ideology and philosophy. You know, the revolutionary, that's what I mean by any and all means necessary. There, I don't think we have the luxury to say that we're attacking the issue of white supremacy white exploitation and oppression on one level, be it education, health, uh, uh, physical, economic, political, social, cultural, whatever, we're attacked on every level. And the revolutionary begins to organize along those lines and um, the seeds of revolution in all those aspects. Like, revolution is the title. Revolution goes with anything. You can be a black nationalist, or you can be a revolutionary black nationalist. You can be a Muslim, or you can be a revolutionary Muslim. You can be, hell, they even say, what is it called, RBG? They say you can be a gangster, or you can be revolutionary, but gangster. You see what I'm saying? A revolution is an ingredient. It's a spice to the gumbo in itself. And I think that we must begin to take on the revolutionary ideology. And the African revolutionary ideology simply states this, that whatever we will use and adopt, whatever is in the best interest and beneficial for the liberation and empowerment of African people in America. And I think once we take on that philosophy and that ideology, we not only when we begin to see a change in our lifestyle, but we'll see a change in our behavior towards one another. There's no way that we can be revolutionary and despise and have the vehemence and the anger towards one another that we display. The revolutionary is compassionate towards his or her brother or sister because we understand the trauma that we went through as black people. And we understand that no one of us has all the answers. Did you want to say something to the guess? Oh, no. Well, real real quick, did you say revolution was the entire gumbo? No, it's an an ingredient ingredient in the gumbo. Okay, to be the revolution is the gumbo, and everything that we do inside the revolution is what we do in the revolution. That's that's what we were talking about earlier, us doing different things. So you got so many different ingredients that's a part of the revolution to me, because to me the revolution is the whole entire thing, because we got to get back to a point where we are actually black and in power, and not just hollering black power. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes. I, I just want to. Uh, I'm sorry. If I could, I just wanted to interject something real quick because a part of that meal is definitely how we treat each other, and mm-hmm. like it or not, it is a sisterhood and a brotherhood. And you know, you have children. Would you would you tolerate watching your children not treat each other like they family? <laughs> <laughs> 
Absolutely not. That's why it's important. Then we because have to. We have. What? But, but that's. My question. But, but, I, I, I agree want, with you because quick, my question. Can, can I say just, something real I just, quick? I just, yes, just real quick, brother. Question to all those children, all those individuals that go to Prayer View A and M. When I went and saw the exact spot where Sandra Bland was pulled over, my question was: Nobody pulled over to say just to see what was going on, and it's coming right out of the campus like that. But when we have animosity towards each other as a people, we don't even think about it. We cannot have animosity towards us as a people because if I see that sister pulled over by a police officer or if I see her in distress, it's my due diligence to see what's wrong with her. And I agree with that. And that's actually where I was headed with it because it's our job to actually do just like Brother Yanger just said. When he said what he said, he he said a mouthful. And what you said, it made sense too. It's a meal. And the way we treat each other and our coping mechanisms with each other, that's definitely something that's got to get worked on because none of, I, I don't know too many of these, these brothers and sisters, they don't get as mad with the system as they get with each other, and it happens within seconds. And as far as the youth, the youth are only going to do what they see us do. So if we want the youth to really be united, we better get united. Because as long as they yep. see us arguing and bickering and, and over dumb shit, then what do you think right. they're going to do? That's the lesson they're going to take. And the system is sitting back watching this and laughing. They laughing when they see this. And this is what I don't want them to see. And just for the record, but just because I am that dude and I can say that, they don't get no taxes out of me and they ain't getting no license either. None of that. I got a human right on this planet to do what I do. And that's what I'm going to exercise. They want to come and stop me, then we'll deal with it then. Till then, I'm going to try and enlighten, inform, and awaken, and listen to my people. Absolutely. And that's definitely information that needs to be out. And I apologize. Uh, I want to apologize to him real quick, Brother Yanga, for overspeaking him because I did to say what I said, and I appreciate him agreeing with me. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah, okay. you, sister. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, also, that's some powerful information too, brother. For us to find, fit, really figure out how we can operate in this system and not have to deal with anything they're telling us to deal with on a large scale, that's some powerful knowledge right there. Your oppressor cannot dictate your life. Unless you allow him to do that, which means you're agreeing to be oppressed. I disagree right. with being I wouldn't oppressed. Even call him an oppressor. And I'm gonna fight it. I'm gonna fight it by any means necessary. But can I ask a question right. real quick? Do we yeah. know? Do do is it is it not true that anywhere you go in the world, they have an identification system? Any and yep. everywhere you identification go, systems yeah, are done to, to control. That's a that's a it's a population control technique, and yeah. it works. Yeah, and that and that's the point that we're making, sister. That we that's what we mean that we're fighting on all fronts. It's not just about having a knowledge of yourself. self. That knowledge itself must translate into real, practical, and applicable work. It must begin to benefit us. 
You know, we talk mm-hmm. about the church, we talk about the masses, we talk about all these other, you know, Christianity is the white people. But when you look in the community, even missionary work across seas, but I, I can mm-hmm. speak of the communities in which I live, the churches are doing a lot of the work. The masses well, can I ask you a question? A yeah. If we had our own, if we had our own uh, nation, we had our own, uh, like Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. We had our own uh, 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 system. You mean to tell me we wouldn't have to have some type of identification system? You know how many people I'm, lost I'm their lives saying, in Tulsa, Oklahoma? They have to be accounted that's for. Not, that's not the point. I mean, people you talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. I'm not a captain. I just gave an example. So I'm not impressed. I'm not in, okay. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not impressed with Tulsa, Oklahoma. To me, it was just niggas emulating crackers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we had our own shit, but if we was emulating the crackers. You want to impress me? We need to do some revolutionary shit. The capitalist system does not work. The capitalist system is designed. I live in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. That is the biggest neo-colonialist, one of the biggest neo-colonialist cities in the United States. Ain't nothing down there but niggas. But they're black faces in white places. It is the system. They follow the teachers of Booker T. Washington. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, so it's the, what I do is. I'm listening. Go ahead, sister. No, I'm listening to you. No, so I'm what just I saying. Do, it's, go ahead. Uh, my apologies, but I promise I'm not trying to talk over you. I'm not. You will say go ahead, and then we just keep doing this thing back and forth. But it, capitalism and uh, survival is it the same? Uh, economic, uh, your economic well-being? Are we just going nope. on with the what Europeans call it, which is capitalism, because they're no, capitalizing the off of other people? Right. Exactly. So it's not the same. Capitalism is not the same as survival. Capitalism is just that. It's profit over people. Capitalism, how I teach capitalism, capitalism is why you can go in a neighborhood and see abandoned houses and then go under the bridge and see homeless people. That's the result of right. capitalism. How does that work? Exactly. How do you have abandoned houses but homeless, a homeless problem? That's capitalism. Right. That's why so capitalism, when we, look, we study uh, Black Wall Street, when we study Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we know they didn't have that, and they were self-sufficient, and they didn't have to go outside of their community for anything, and everything that was a part of self being self-sustained was right there in the community, you look at that as capitalism? And that you never had to leave out of that community? It, 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 was, it, was, it was capitalism. Listen, the reason I don't give it all that much praise, I, I appreciate it, because it was black nationalism and the fact it was black people, but really right. a revolutionary goes beyond that. A revol- We don't just want to practice neocolonialism. We don't just want to get rid of white folks but still implement a white system. Capitalism right. is a white supremacist system. It exploits totally. the lower classes. It but that's classes. only when you capitalize and off, of off of other people. <laughs> But that was what Tulsa did. That's what those millionaires did. They capitalized off the black people that were there, which is what the white people were doing to all of them But they were all working in a cycle. They had schools. They had – but it's where we live now. 
So are y'all they, saying we, we should got go? That, we got that in Atlanta. What's the difference between that and Atlanta? No, right. There's no difference. I can say Atlanta, Atlanta was one exactly. of the last major places where they came in and burnt down black communities. Exactly. But the problem with that is you still have the same problems in Atlanta that everywhere because it is still Negroes upholding a white supremacist system. The system right. is corrupt. It ain't just white faces. We beyond we beyond the white face phase. It's <laughs> Negroes implementing and upholding a a white supremacist system. We we didn't grow beyond kill the cracker. He didn't implement in his system. So and like I said, I see in Atlanta you got black DAs, black judges, black lawyers, black doctors upholding a white supremacist system. You still have a classist divide. And we must do away with the class divide. African people by nature are communalist people. It's right. about community. It ain't about Very bourgeoisie. We shouldn't have a boule. A, a boule. We shouldn't have a bourgeoisie elitist black community. That should be an oxymoron right. in the black community. That shouldn't even exactly. exist amongst us. But it does. Capitalism. We have to end profit over people. Capitalism is, and capitalism was founded and, and, and started on the backs of our ancestors and the blood of our ancestors. I could never fully, even though I have to participate in it, I could never fully endorse or support a capitalist system. My job, my, my, my vision for the party is to begin to start with co-ops. Begin to buy businesses and let the communities own those businesses. You see what I'm saying? That cuts down on crime. Let me tell you something. If the community owns a grocery store and Boo Boo coming in and robs the grocery store, see the community tear Boo Boo's ass limb from limb because he's robbing right. them. But that's what I'm saying. You know what We've I'm saying? had our own grocery stores in our communities before. Have we had? I'm, was so, I'm just trying to see how it's owned by a black man because it's owned, was owned by, black by a black man. Not was it black people or was it black individuals? See, this is what you have to know the difference. See, you get these Negroes that are black capitalists play on our love for black people. They put black owned. But when you follow this nigga from the job, he live in a white neighborhood. <laughs> this is right. go to white schools. He takes those mm-hmm. black dollars. He's like the Korean and everybody else. He takes those mm-hmm. black dollars out of the black community and spend them in a whole other area. He don't live amongst us. He don't spend amongst us. He doesn't uh, uh, better our communities, but he'll use black-owned, red, black, and green shit, black-owned. But is it so it's not community-owned, it's just a black nigga owning it. So we have I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because that is a part of liberation. That is a part of a mental liberation, how we think. It, even Rosewood, you know, I'm not going to yeah. knock them black folks for trying to do what they did, but they did have a Eurocentric ideology as far as their religious ideology, their Masonic affiliation, and them just, you know, allowing white people or or even staying that close to them in in general, you know. So I can agree with that. There's a lot of ideologies that need to be uh, asked, questions need to be answered for, and and I mean answer by and ask for answer for. We need to ask yeah. questions. We need to know what is it in our minds that we need to be trying to get rid of. Because like yeah. 
Sister Justice came on and said, I got four degrees. So can't nobody look at her because she got four degrees and act like, oh, she got four degrees, she Eurocentric. No, she still stays firm in her blackness. It doesn't matter. She did what she was doing for whatever reason she was doing it for. But it's where we are right now. So we do got to get what we got to get, do what we got to do, change what we can change. But at the same time, you got to identify with where you are. Unless we ready to pack up, either go back to Africa or make a back back to Africa move right now. But even going back to Africa, we can't even do that. Right, we don't. The white man all up in Africa doing what you. We We more liberated than you. We don't not do what you have to do. The journey of a thousand miles starts with one footstep. But we say when you go get that economic degree, are you coming back to empower co-ops? Are you taking your economic degree to open up a business in the black community to further the economic exploitation of black people? Are you just like the motherfucking Arab or the white man? Just because you're a nigger don't mean nothing. If your ideology is in the ideology of communalism, your black skin, you know, all my skin folk ain't my kin folk. You dig where I'm coming from? So if you're taking those degrees and coming back to empower us as a people, we can't afford participate in capitalism because we can't afford to be divided in competition with one another like that, let alone compete with larger conglomerates who have more buying power, who have more spending power, who have more marketing and advertising power than we have. We don't even need to compete on that. We have to go in as co-ops. We have to go in as collectives. We have to go in as community-owned grocery stores. And believe me, you, when the community owns that grocery store, they will not only patronize that grocery store, but they will also secure that grocery store. And that's what we have to do. We have to stop going into just we need to graduate past is it black-owned and not doing the research on this nigga. It might be black-owned, and this nigga might be the biggest handkerchief head, sambo, buck-dancing, boot, uh, boot-licking, Yes, balls and Negro you ever met. We got to graduate past is it black owned, but not is it black owned, but where are those black dollars going? Are they going back in the community? Have you started something, programs in the community? Are you sponsoring organizations that work with the community? Or are you taking black dollars and running out here with the white folks and spending your money at the Applebee's and the Starbucks in the white community? We have to become accountable spenders. I'm not with black capitalism. I am not a black capitalist. You know what I'm saying? And I understand you got capitalist black nationalists. You know, which is real. But I'm not with it. I think those things have to be addressed. And, and, And we begin to develop and build cooperation, community-controlled businesses so that the people begin to uh, enjoy the fruit of their labor. Like Kwame Nkrumah said, he said capitalism is that the people don't enjoy the fruit of their labor. You can work all day at a Nike factory and not afford be able to afford a pair of Nike Air. You see what I'm saying? I mean, we don't enjoy the fruits of our labor. 
but we work for slave wages. Somebody telling you your life is only worth an hour of your life is only worth $10 an hour and you can barely afford to live. No, your labor should at least provide for your livelihood. And that's what we're saying. That's why we want to end the capitalism. Capitalism is straight exploitation and economic slavery. To go back to what I was saying, what I teach my people, to break it down to the masses, I say it's profit over people. Capitalism is why you got abandoned buildings with boards on them in your neighborhood and then homeless people. How the hell does that work? You feel me? How does that work? How do you have a tent city, but I can take you in any hood in Atlanta, you got four or five abandoned buildings because somebody couldn't pay a bank note. Right. So profit is over the human condition. And the revolutionary believes that the human being is the, to be able to reach the highest potential or the highest human, uh, the highest ability of human existence is the revolutionary's goal. That's counter-revolutionary, counter-productive. There's no way I should have an abandoned building and homeless people. There's no way that should exist. That's a problem in the system, and that's capitalism. why they fought so hard against socialism and communism because those were systems that actually were more communal to the people. Yeah. That's why they hate them to this day. You know? <laughs> That's why they hate them to this day. And while we're on what we teach at the People's Party is African communalism because we do understand that Karl Marx and Frederick Engels stole African communalism, converted it to mm-hmm. communism. And like I tell my communist comrades, I got mm-hmm. some leftist comrades, you know, some white boys be trying to talk to me, oh, Yanga, man, but the class thing, man. I say, listen, in America, there's no divide between class and race. Frank Fanon says you're poor because you're black and you're black because you're poor. You know what I'm saying? So there's no divide between class and race. And the reason I don't subscribe to European socialism, I'm a, a scientific socialist. I'm an incrumist. So I am a socialist, and I say that. These crackers know what I am. But why don't subscribe to European socialism or Martin Lenin communism is because at the end of the day, they were white boys and they benefited from what I call white privilege and white entitlement. The same way the white communists in America do now. They go to try to talk to me on gang But we're all, I say, no, at the end of the day, white America is different from black America. You still, in your white communism, you you crackers still lead the white communist movement. Y'all still feel like you have to be in charge. Y'all still feel like y'all know everything. You still suffer from white entitlement, white privilege, even though you're not white supremacist. You still have a sense of entitlement and privilege from your white skin. It's interwoven in the fabric of America. There's no way around it. So I can't subscribe to white leftism. But I would advise my African people not to go to white communism and not to participate in black capitalism because participating in black capitalism only reinforces a white supremacist imperialist capitalist nation called the United States of America.
Ain't that what they say? Listen, fam, I got three minutes. It has been an interesting show, to say the least. I thank everybody for spending their time with me. My tooth is bothering me now. Y'all have got me hooping and hollering. Y'all have made my minister justice hooping and hollering. I love it. We will catch you guys. Thank everyone. He by Nick A, brother Kevin. Even Sister Kim, we appreciate you. Everybody from calling in, chiming in, and we'll catch you same time uh, next Tuesday. All power to oppressed people, African power to African people, and black power. Black power. All I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did. Pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151. One sip will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence. Who I'm gon' body this hood politics acknowledging. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage. Seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. One knee. I duck, could it be my time is up With my love, I got up The cops shot again, bus stop glass burst A fiend drops his Heineken Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in Blacking out, I shoot back Fuck getting hit, this is my hood I'm a rat to the death of it To everybody, come on, little niggas is grown Hood rats, don't abortion your wound We need more warriors soon Sit from the stars, sun and the moon And it's like a police chase The street sweepers and coppers Sick up kids with no conscience Leaving victims with doctors If you really think you're ready to die Brothers knifing each other up in prison yards 
drama, where did it start? You know the block was ill as a youngster Every night it was like a cop would be killed Body found in the dumpster, for real a hustler Purchased my range, niggas throwing dirt on my name Jealous cause fiends got they working complaints Bitches left me cause they thought I was finished Should've knew she wasn't true, she came to me When a man caught a sentence, diamonds are blinded I never make the same mistakes Moving with a change of pace, light a load See now the king is straight, swelling my melon Cause none of these niggas real hurting were Telling police, how can a kingpin squeal? This is crazy, I'm on the right track, I'm finally found You need some soul searching, the time is now All I need is one mic All I need is one mic That's all I ever needed in this world Fuck cash, all I need is one mic Fuck the cars, the jewelry All I need is one mic Spread my voice to the whole world 